Today on the show, resolving to be the early bird, Father Ryan takes us through the peaks and valleys of CGI, the top Catholic musicians for your 2017 playlist, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Well, hello to you. It is time for the Catholic Underground, the CU Weekly, in fact, the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital, digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 335, sort of. Okay, you're going to encounter episode 334 next week. Mm. This oh, is we episode 335. Off? Yeah, my math was off. Uh, the <laughs> Christmas special, <laughs> I, I misnumbered. But it's okay, it's, it's episode 335 in the past. I'm Father Chris Decker in the future. <laughs> Uh, joining me this week, we've got Kathleen, who's always on time. That's She's true. a religion teacher, campus minister at Archbishop Chappelle High School in Metairie, Louisiana. She's our locally sourced and half-frozen faith ninja. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We, uh, we went from 70 uh, degrees Fahrenheit yeah. to like 30 degrees Fahrenheit in less than 12 hours. Yeah. That's Louisiana for you. Uh, that's exactly uh-huh. right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Mm. All uh, we've also got Olivia Glino. She's a student of life, and she is our resident Italian food critic. Hello, Olivia. Hey, Father. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, uh, lest we forget Father Ryan Humphreys, who joins us. Uh, he is ever-present, and uh, you're actually here. Indeed. I'm, I'm locally present as well as <laughs> metaphysically. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Live and in color. Father yeah. Ryan is the pastor of St. Edward Catholic Church in Tallulah, Louisiana. And, of course, uh, you know him from, well, the earlier episodes of the Catholic uh-huh. the really early ones. Yeah. Jeff Blackwell is the technical director of the CU. He's the commandant of Jeff Star 1 near-Earth orbit satellite. Hello, Jeff. It's always cold here, Father. That's right. <laughs> Glad to be here, though. There's no thermostat in space, unfortunately. <laughs> That's, That's right. Uh, we've also got Ed, who is running the uh, the graphics and the video, if you're watching us on Facebook or at CatholicUnderground.tv or perhaps on one of the many stations down the line that has adopted us in 2016 mm. uh, this year. So so we very are very grateful yeah. for that. You know, uh, it always happens whenever the, the new year begins to, to sneak around. We begin thinking about how the next year is going to turn out. And uh, one of the things that, that I always resolve to do, I know I'm not alone, is try and get up earlier. They, uh. they say <laughs> that you can get a lot done, so I'm told. You know, in the morning they actually have... All the things that they have in the evening, like they have morning television, there's coffee, all those things. <laughs> and so we thought we'd talk about some simple techniques to uh, to snatch the worm, right? right. To, to wake up early. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a night owl, so I don't, every year, every year this is, you know, a resolution. Even though I'm a teacher, um, you know, and, and six o'clock rolls around pretty early. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to be at school for 7.30, so I'm, I'm, I'm always pushing it to see, you know, how how far can I sleep till Yeah, until I absolutely have to get up? And there yeah. is no, like, I'm so jealous of all these people who have morning prayer time. Yeah. Like they go to morning mass. Usually that only happens when I've stayed up all night. Like one of those nights where you just can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now I will have prayer time at dawn. <laughs> I, I don't plan on having a 3.30 a.m. mass. I'm just no, saying. No, I mean, but, but um, so every year this is my resolution. What can I do with that time in the morning? Um, you know, I, I forgot, and please help me because it's just came to my mind, but mm-hmm. um, the heroic moment. The heroic yes, the heroic moment, moment uh, mm-hmm. uh, St. Josemaria yes. Scriva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like when the alarm goes off, you get up. Yeah. And I'm like, every morning, I'm like, I don't want to be a hero <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's got to be a Done. superpower. Oh, yeah. my Getting gosh. up on yeah. the first time I'm the alarm sure. goes off. Mm. But even if you're a night owl like me, you can still have a more productive morning. Yep. 
if you just put a little bit of effort into it. Mm -hmm. So um, this is really cool because we have lists within lists. It's like Inception today. <laughs> well, the Catholic Underground is always a little Inception. Yeah, I think. well, you know. <laughs> no, no, wait, that might be Septic. I don't, no. I don't know. No, <laughs> why would you know? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Back so, to Kathleen. So, yeah. <laughs> if, so if, you're, if you're like me, if you're a night out, it's not going to be easy. In fact, it's probably always going to be a little bit difficult, but it gets easier if you if you if if it becomes part of your routine, right? And um, if you like the idea of a more relaxing start to the day, no. um, here are some suggestions to get you started. So if you, for example, if you're like me, I have it down to the minute. I have to get up at this time. Mm -hmm. In order to get in order the to, routine. In, in order to get to work. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I can take a shower and then get back into bed and sleep until this exact moment. Mm -hmm. But um, so why would you even bother getting up earlier? That's the question that I always ponder. Oh, what man. is the point of getting up earlier? It's the deeper why. Yeah. What do you? Th I mean, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I get up at four thirty. Okay, you, um, you're not part well, of this. Well, no, I, I, I was I was a, a night owl for a long time. Mm -hmm. When I was yeah. in seminary, I would when I was first learning how to write software, I'd be up until three or four in the morning, mm -hmm. and have sat in the chair for seven hours. Yeah. I mean, I love being up late at night. But once I realized that that they're just well, I, for my job, for who I was, it made more sense to have time in the morning. Right. And so I just kind of made a psychological decision, mm -hmm. and it was god awful for about a month yeah. because you know my brain wasn't used to it. But but now I just kind of made that decision yeah. and mm -hmm. so even when i when i sleep in until 6 30 on sunday morning <laughs> um you know it's there is a certain you know reward to that but i mean i think i think the attitude is the big deal yeah. Yeah. far more than any of the tricks it's do i really want to get up early and and there is free time there is yeah. nobody around there is the ability to the internet's faster mm -hmm. much, much faster <laughs> That's true. because nobody's on it mm -hmm. at yeah. you know, 4 30 yeah, in the morning yeah. my, my download speed is 120 gigs per second what? really wow. awesome <laughs> yeah there you go spillway communication well there are actually six oh my gosh there are actually six scientific benefits of rising early now um here we go let's just let's just yeah, go with yeah, these. yeah just dive in I, some of these i'm not quite sure about but i'll take your word for it um it says number one you can have a good breakfast which can improve your energy levels regulate blood sugar and improve memory performance that's true about the breakfast i have always been told that breakfast is a good thing to have just like sit down and eat um yep. i tried this Mm -hmm. uh, just recently, I sat down and ate breakfast pizzas, which admittedly weren't the most healthiest things. <laughs> However, like... You probably, got the breakfast part right, though. Yes, yeah. but but probably about an hour afterwards, I was starving. Like, I had oh, to, really? Like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, this is for the birds. Well, the, the trick for that is protein. Yeah. You yeah. protein and fat in the morning. So yeah. like a bacon and eggs thing mm. is the right That's way to go. Or, or I mean, right. uh, like, like eggs and avocado. Yeah, really yeah. Really good to get you going with a little bit of fruit. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually... Yeah curious about this because I've wondered like if it matters if you eat right when you get up like say you get up at five in the morning does it matter if you eat right then they or say if within you an hour for your yeah. metabolism you, you have 45 minutes for it to take effect unless you exercise if you exercise, exercise within a half hour either. of getting up then you can go an hour and 45 minutes before you lose its effect okay. its effect Interesting. Mm -hmm. Number two of the scientific benefits. <laughs> you create more time to wake up properly before work, improving reaction time, memory, and your ability to perform mathematical tasks. So I can never perform math. What they're saying is is you have time to wake up, get set, yep. mm -hmm. and then go. I mean, but I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like you 
when you go to work, you're not just rolling out of bed. You're not still wiping the crusties from your eyes. Right. You're not trying to really focus on where you are. You you right. set yourself, and now you're now you're. Going. You were intentionally well, moving into a Ramon song right. and not letting it hit you over the head. Well, and, mm-hmm. and I've done for the mm-hmm. last few months. I've been doing uh, Duolingo every morning when I get up. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing Spanish for like 30, 45 minutes, really? and it wakes me up. It gets me going. Uh-huh. And for the folks who have to listen to me preach in the morning, yeah. it's yeah. a big win. Yeah, you know, because, in English. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, but I mean, it's it's it is. It gets you going, and and to be able to come ready to work is really helpful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly uh roberto in the chat room oh yay roberto. our, our uh, toronto bureau chief uh, tablespoon of extra virgin cold press olive oil after a pint of water then shower shave and, well kathleen you know uh, <laughs> and have a, ba- a breakfast of fruit you'll slake your appetite Mm. So cold oh. press is the key oh, Roberto. to, to Thanks, okay. Roberto. Roberto for the win. Right. Number three, morning types are good problem solvers, according yeah. to science. Science. <laughs> science. That says. must be why most times at work I'm like, uh, uh um, <laughs> what? Einstein. <laughs> Number good four, guy. morning types have happier moods. So large morning types, morning types have greater well-being and personal stability than owls, like late, uh, late risers. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense, I suppose. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah I'm not pretty happy. Probably about noon it kicks in, though. So. Oh yes, mm-hmm. the uh, the noonday devil. Yeah. That's another that's another problem, right? Mm. Espresso. Espresso Two is the way to every to, day. There uh, are five morning types are more productive. You get more done. I There's mean, truth if you in have that. so many yep. more hours that you're awake and doing things, I would imagine this makes sense. Yep. Um, and then number six, ugh, exercise in the morning burns more fat. Oh, why are we talking about exercise? <laughs> the, the E word. Well, these people were like, oh yeah, I got up at 5 a.m. to go run. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Molly yeah. Sometimes when I leave my house. <laughs> Sometimes when I leave my house at five in the morning, I'll see people out in droves jogging yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's still dark outside, and I just look at them like. Are you just silently judging them? Not silently, you know. I oftentimes resist the urge to roll down the window. I say, "Go to bed." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go back to bed. So to sum it up, late ri- later risers are hungry, dull-witted, uncreative, unhappy, unproductive. And fat. <laughs> That's me. <I'm>, yes. <laughs> I, awesome. I resemble so, that remark. So, <laughs> so how do we solve this? Well, let's go with another list. We have 11 techniques oh, yes. to help you um, to help you get into this, this mm-hmm. mode of this early routine. risers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one, drink a glass of water. Drinking water makes you feel more alert. Add some ice to it. Make it a cool, a cool glass of water. That always refreshes me. Mm-hmm. Number two, give your phone an early night. Engaging in technology before bed stimulates your brain, creating hormones that can prevent you from sleeping. Mm-hmm. So... If you know you're gonna, you want to go to bed at ten o'clock, put your phone away at like nine. Right? Yeah. There's not a, like I find myself just scrolling mm-hmm. and scrolling. And, and scrolling. even if you have the the thing on your screen that will turn the that will tint it from blue to reddish, uh, your your brain is still active, especially yeah. if you're doing something monotonous like scrolling and scrolling mm-hmm. and scrolling. Right. Yeah. Number three, rise with the sun. Reduced exposure to daylight causes delays in our own, in our internal body clocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, rising with the sun helps you to synchronize to a midsummer like light dark cycle. Mm-hmm. So when the sun gets up, you get up. Yeah. Uh, that means to put away your blackout curtains, which I love mm-hmm. so dearly. Um, and when you see the sun, it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. It, it'll help you a lot, a lot with with getting getting going. Uh, number four, use a dawn simulator. Yeah, that's I've a never big win. Yeah, I've never used one of these, but dawn simulators increase alertness after waking among those who reported 
difficulty waking in the dark, mm-hmm. right? Well, and some of these are super expensive, mm-hmm. but you can redneck it with one of those little things <laughs> that um, the, the the power regulators that turns oh, yeah, on the electricity uh-huh. at a certain time, like oh, six dollars yeah. at, at Home Depot. Yeah. Put that into any lamp in your room. Mm-hmm. Mine mine blasts on in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, you know, and I'm out of bed right away <laughs> yeah. at four thirty. Con one, yeah, but I mean that that works. It's yeah. cheap and it works. Yeah, that um, that. Yeah, because it might be it might be difficult for you to to wake up before the sun. Right. A lot of people have difficulty getting going at that time too, because it still feels like it's night. Right. So uh, so that that's a great idea. Number five, eat an apple. Mm-hmm. Apples contain thirteen grams of natural sugar, including fast acting glucose and sucrose, mm-hmm. forming a healthier healthier alternative to caffeine. So if you're one of those people who wakes up and you can't get going until you've had like six cups of coffee, try something that's a little bit more natural. Apples. Six cups of co- I just have one. Well, some people look, look. <laughs> wow. being, a, being a teacher, there are people who like the whole. And it, don't even get me started on the whole idea of like, don't talk to me until I've had coffee. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, get let's get going, people. Yeah, Come right, on, yeah. you can be a human being without caffeine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Okay, uh-huh. so number six, wake up at the right point in your sleep cycle. Yeah. So sleep cycles. I need to get. I need to even know what mine is. I don't know. Waking up at um waking up at the altar. Excuse me. Blech. At the alternation of REM and non-REM sleep, may make you feel more rested than if a cycle is interrupted. So do a little research. What is your sleep cycle? Um, mm-hmm. And then regulate that. I have so many friends that are young adults who are you know they they go to sleep at two in the morning and they wake up at two in the afternoon and you know and I'm constantly t- yes and I'm constantly <laughs> telling them you know they may have health issues or something I'm like go to sleep at a regular time and yeah. get up at a reg- even if you don't have anything to do right even if you don't have a job that you have to report to yeah and if you can 90 minute cycles are the are the uh, you mm-hmm. want to sleep for 90 minute periods so multiply right. that yeah. times when you need to wake up yeah which by the way uh, if you're if you're a napper if you like to nap the 90 minute nap is the sweet spot nap mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which i'm not complaining about one complete for room three cycle. hours yeah. let's just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just go for the real yeah Number seven, minutes. get out of bed. What is it with these people and exercise? Get out of bed <laughs> and exercise. Exercise upon waking may help you to liven up. I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, just sit up and do 30, 30 sit-ups yeah. right there in okay, the bed. Okay, yeah, right. well, right, there you go. how about, yeah. I'll, I'll try one. Uh, but yeah, all these movies. You're going to do one automatically. Hey, Perhaps you could put your protein bar on a high shelf. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it that would be it yeah all these movies where they wake up and immediately they're like jumping jacks and yeah oh, i was a little jealous of them but yeah, yeah maybe- I, i'm jealous of it too mm-hmm. um and i realized you know i i could do that and i don't yeah mm-hmm. it's all you know what it's those new year's resolutions Just- there you go <sighs> number eight get up progressively earlier yep that setting works. goals improves motivation and achievement and small changes are much more manageable so you know if you get up right now at if you don't even have an alarm set, set an alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you set it for nine o'clock, which is completely late. I'm halfway through my day at that point, but set it for like 15 minutes earlier every day, every day. Yeah. Um, for me as a teacher, I know that at Christmas time, uh, Christmas time is coming up and we'll, we'll have two weeks break. I can't lapse on my, I will still get up. Yeah. My, my internal bo- like alarm clock will go off at 6am. Yep. But in a couple of days, that'll start to get further and further. I can't do that. Or when I get Otherwise back to it takes school, too long it's to reboot. too long to reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, s- number 10, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> Hitting the snooze <laughs> button resets your brain to start the sleep cycle. Yep. And so when you snooze, it's just telling your brain, it's okay. Just, sh- just go sh- right on back. Go back. It's all right. Get when you s- when, Don't snooze it. Just get up 
for me, I have to put my phone across the room mm. um, because I'll just be in my sleep, me boop, beep, boop, and it's on, <laughs> it's on sleep, and I'm done for. I could do it like eight times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Number 11. This is an interesting one. Go camping. Wait, exposure, exposure to natural light brings campers' sleep patterns back into sync. That's an interesting. No, yeah. Jeff, not that natural light. Yeah. No. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it says that they rise on average one hour earlier, and that's true. I mean, if you've ever yeah, slept outside or um, you know, or gone camping or anything like that, it, you 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 sink back into the natural mm -hmm. rhythm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And you are exposed to that light and all these things that we're talking about. Um, the the natural cycle of sleep. Well, and there's the, the the change in humidity outside right. too that get kind of that your inside body, we don't have that because yeah. air conditioners kill humidity, so mm -hmm. you don't get that natural sense of it's time mm -hmm. to wake up. Yeah. Also, there might be a bear cub uh, licking honey off of your toes, and oh. that would be something that would that get me would up. that would yes. get me up for sure. <laughs> I've seen the parent trap. I know it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so all these things. If, if you're like me, if you're a night owl, um, I am still a natural night owl, mm -hmm. even though I'm, now I'm forced to be a non-night owl and an early bird. Yeah. Um, Try one of these things. It, yeah. It'll and see how it improves your your day, your life. You're more productive. You're more right. alert. Um, and then find time in that morning to start your day with prayer. Because I That's know for right. me, mm -hmm. I'm out the door and halfway through my day before mm -hmm. I'm like, shoot, yep. I didn't even spend time with the Lord this morning. It doesn't have to be a long time, but just a little a little minute. And that's mm -hmm. very true. Uh, to be able to to first of all, if you want to get up early, ask for that gift. Ask mm -hmm. for that grace. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been my experience that the Lord almost always grants it quickly. And i got to tell you, one of the things I do and have done for years uh, is when I roll out of bed, I put my left foot on the floor, I say, thank the right foot, you. Mm -hmm. Those are the first words from my mouth. Thank if you, If your feet Father, talk back, day. you know you're probably still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you to the Lord for the day, right? Yes, that's, absolutely. That's the, yep. that's the first part of your morning offering is thanking the Lord for the day mm -hmm. uh, and then asking him to propel you into it. One of the things that you've managed to propel yourself into is the Catholic Underground. This is a big jacket I'm wearing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who are listening, it's um, it's a big gray jacket. You were listening to the Catholic Underground. Uh, we are online at catholicunderground.tv. The jacketed guy here. I'm Father Chris Decker, joined by Jeff Blackwell in space. Olivia Galino, Kathleen Lee, and Father Ryan is here too. Would you like to say something, Ryan? Father Ryan? Yes. You're good. Uh, our picks of the week are coming up, but first, we want to go to Father Ryan because he is kind of our officially unofficial tech correspondent, and uh, Father has many screens in front of him at all times because uh, you do a lot of coding and things like that. I've just upgraded to four. So good I have a 30-inch monitor, two 27-inch monitors, and a 40-inch monitor. That's right. And, and because his eyes move like an iguana, he can see them all. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, uh, Father uh, has... Uh, now, we promise no spoilers, right? Father has just been to see the new Star Wars film. Oh, yes, he yes. Yes, and, uh, and I haven't, which is why I don't want Father to spoil it. No, no. But, uh, but it brings us to... Inevitably, in any Star Wars film that, uh, that happened after the original three... Sure. Uh, we, we had the advent of, of computer-generated imagery. Right. And, uh, and so we thought we'd talk a little bit about how far we've come and how far there is to go, and at what point the mind just goes, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, before, before computers, you had you know, people wearing masks, sometimes rubber masks, sometimes just plastic masks. Yeah. And, and that was what we had. Well, computers show up, and they started doing interesting things. Now, who remembers the 2004 movie, The Polar Express? I Tom remember. Tom Hanks. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
It was horrifying. <laughs> Such a terror. The, the animation was astounding. The Polar mm-hmm. Express was beautiful. The yeah. snow was gorgeous. The story was good. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a really, mm-hmm. really good movie. But the face of Tom Hanks was really creepy. Um, <laughs> it was incredibly creepy. And it turns out there are whole bodies of psychologists, yeah. groups of psychologists, that wanted to find out what is it that makes that so creepy. Well, it turns out that when we see animation, yeah. you know, we see Geppetto, uh, we see, you know, classic Disney-style animation, our brains know that's not real. Right. We know that that's not a real deal. And so our brains are okay. We call it the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. And we say, okay, that's a person, even though it's clearly not a person. And he's right. got, you know, giant ears or whatever. That's right. why you can put eyeballs on a pear and go, I, you know, I believe the story about mm-hmm. that pear that yeah. I now think is a person. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And when we see a video as you're watching now, a real video, mm-hmm. it's our brains tell us that is similar enough to reality mm-hmm. that that's the real deal. And so nothing in our brains freaks out about seeing yeah. us here, even as the camera flip flops and switches like your brain and your eyes would not do. Right. But as those two edges get closer and closer, Mm -hmm. and as animation looks more and more like that which is real, any disconnection at all causes our brain, it's like when you get dizzy, um, your brain starts to become confused. And and when you you have these two edges come close together and they're not exactly in an every way perfect, you have what we call the uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. And it goes from being cool and beautiful and fun and nice to creepy beyond imagination (laughs) in a heartbeat. And and it's really, really important for us to to think about this a little bit, especially as Catholics and as, as for me at least as a technology person, not just because of the fictional stuff. I love the idea of having people from my past come back. I'd love to see an Abraham Lincoln movie where they took the face of Lincoln from all the photographs we have of him and make a fully, perfectly generated face. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. be very cool. But I'm more interested in the nonfiction effects of something like this. You know, as it is, imagine being able to have a digital face and instead of just listening to a computer read the news yeah. with with words and audio, imagine having a completely computer-generated person who is now your news correspondent. Yeah. We're really not far from that. No. And and imagine, too, the idea of, you know, you get into your Uber that doesn't have a driver and all, all kind of like, you know, freaky, the screen turns around and goes, hello, how are you doing? And it looks completely like a real person. And maybe it's a celebrity who sold their face, yeah. uh, you know, the image of their face, and maybe it's not. But that blows my mind. And as we get further and further into that uncanny valley, we're going to reach a point where we can do this perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have some real freak out coming in. Not just the conspiracy theory stuff, you know, identity theft, Mm -hmm. but real freaky, freaky stuff. So I just thought that'd be interesting to bring up and be like, man, are we all freaked out about that? Because fuck, we should be. Freaks me out. <laughs> well, I have to say, from as you say, from from the fictional storytelling perspective, it can be really neat because there are things that you can do with a, a digitally created environment and characters that you can't do uh, easily um, or cheaply, I guess you could say, uh, in Hollywood. And sure. so, from from that perspective, in the the storytelling angle, could be great. But I, I do find myself a little worried about you know because the, it uh, it has the capacity to to delete human dignity and yet another way mm-hmm. you know um besides all the star trek arguments about uh, photonic life forms and things like that we'll leave that we'll leave that for another another episode but but the notion of if i can get a a digital newscaster that looks exactly like a human being to do this 
then I don't need human beings at all. So right. I don't need a workforce in the same way. Right. You know, mm-hmm. everything can happen in one room of, of an office building rather than, you know, 16 studios. And, and so what does that do uh, about the dignity of work, the dignity of the human person? Yeah, that there is, a, there is a, a good deal of truth to that. Uh, in addition to, you know, what do you do if you're, if you're creating newscasts to, uh, for, for propaganda? Already we're getting into this new uh, world of fake news. Mm-hmm. We've talked sure. about that on, that yeah. on the show, too. Yeah. So you have a CGI person who is completely indistinguishable, you know, except for the little pie in the bottom of the screen. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. so what do you do? And focus groups who say, yeah, that's a face I can trust. Yeah. And so they actually build that, yeah, that's right. that that's face right. on We've computer. taken a little bit of, uh, of Walter Cronkite. We've mixed it with a little bit of Keanu Reeves, you know, very believable. Mm-hmm. And then we've given it uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn's hair for some reason. And that's believable. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and I think too part of the part of the thing that at least that makes me nervous. I mean, I dismissed it a little as conspiracy theory, but it makes me very nervous. Is the idea of being able to to have someone's kind of core identity yeah. be taken away from them? I mean, that we saw the movie Her, which mm-hmm. was if you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. It's a Scarlett Johansson, and what's that guy's name? Al Pacino. Is that no. who that is? Uh, it's 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 <laughs> a guy who falls in love with it with like Siri. On his computer, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it's incredible. Yeah. And you're like, it's it's not unimaginable to have a computer intelligence that that is so tweaked yeah. that you're you're able to do that. And if you add to that a face, yeah. And you could choose, you know, these are the things I'm attracted to. These mm-hmm. are the things that make me feel comfortable and safe. And you know, to have someone be fully in love with a fake digital image, yeah, pretty freaky. That's yeah. that, again the whole human dignity thing. And yeah. Then, then the dignity of, of, of the user, if you will, uh, be, is called into question. Um, and he becomes the used mm-hmm. by the digital object itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then we just have a whole people who just are sitting alone in their rooms looking at screens. Or, right. you know, like, there's no human interaction. There right. is no, why, why go out into the world if they're just, if it's all right here? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that harkens back to a couple of uh, episodes ago. We were talking about where have all the young men gone? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the notion of, of, of spending time in isolation replicating um, human interaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the last time I was here, I talked about virtual reality to some degree. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, as this technology improves, I mean, I was playing a virtual reality game a few days ago where you put the, had the phone in my, you know, my, in this little rig, and I'm looking, and there are zombies walking at me in a hallway, and I've got, you know, I look at them, and if I look at them for five seconds, the gun, you know, blows them up. No. And it's, it's just a, a, I was just testing out some different games. It's a fun game. It's a little hard to play, but, you know, that's, that's incredibly freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what makes it kind of particularly interesting is what if we get photorealistic in there? What if yeah. we get past the uncanny valley in there? Besides the immoral stuff, right? just the idea of can I really just lose myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and the answer, of course, is always yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, Mike in the chat room says, what about using the Shroud of Turin to extra- extrapolate Jesus' face to make... Uh, the Eucharist more real. <laughs> wow. Now that would mess with folks. Yeah, yeah. I would. I wouldn't do that. Um, uh, but but the idea the idea of uh, of using the Shroud of Turin that's already been done mm-hmm. to some mm-hmm. degree, but yeah. to be able to become even more and more, um, uh, you know, involved with with getting to know the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there there are good examples of that for sure. The Eucharist, thankfully, will always be the Eucharist. That's right. Um, it will be it will be a beautiful shroud through which we see with eyes of faith. And that is a good thing. We hope that you're going to stick around with us. We are the Catholic Underground. We're going to take a big, a bit of a break, but uh, don't go anywhere.
A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, Saint Joseph her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Welcome back. You found the Catholic Underground with me, Father Chris Decker, joined by Olivia Galino, Kathleen Lee, Jeff Blackwell. Father Ryan is here as well, um, and we're glad that he is. Our picks of the week Thank are coming you. up. But first, okay, we've talked about resolutions. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, uh, you know, making your way into the, the land, the strange land of the Uncanny Valley. Um, maybe there are going to be some new films coming out in 2017 that utilize even more technologies uh, with uh, virtual reality and all this. It, it, it looks to be a very interesting year. Hmm. Now, though, we want to kind of shift it back to the things that have been on our playlists and what should be on your playlist for 2017. Because now, as ubiquitous as your, your cellular telephone is uh, your music listening device and the service with which you use. Mm-hmm. And more and more uh, Catholic artists are finding their way into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so we thought we'd, we'd talk about a few of them um, <laughs> due to copyright uh, restrictions. We can't let you listen to all of it. But, mm. but the beautiful thing is as you're watching, you can Google these things. Yes, the they internet, give you it's everywhere. That's right. Uh, and we'll put the link in the show notes that has links to these artists and their pages yep. and different YouTube videos of, of them performing their stuff. Um, but yeah, I always love whenever I know, I think Spotify did it last year about mm-hmm. like a, a year in review yeah. on music. And that was, I mean, I don't care about the Facebook thing. I cared about that. I looked at that for, I'm embarrassed to admit how long I looked at that. Um, like my music choices through the year. Oh. Cause that's like my, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's always like nice to look back on a year and and see what you've been listening to and and kind of it's it's a soundtrack to your year of That's the right. kind of experiences you've had because that generally tends to be the kinds of music you listen to. That's right. Mm. Um, but maybe you're looking for new things. Um, you've you've exhausted all of what Spotify has to offer you and Discover Weekly or, or Release Radar or anything like that, uh, and you're looking for some new stuff. And maybe you since it's this very solemn time of year you're looking for something a little catholic yeah uh, yeah. a little little adventy a little christmasy that's right um yeah and uh, there's a a, an organization called cecilia music that has a a really cool mission um so they want to promote these catholic artists who don't get a lot of name recognition from any of the big name labels or or radio stations that kind of thing um but more broadly their mission is just to promote music that's good yeah that's true that's beautiful um, because that's really those transcendentals are are like the core of what we call the arts, that's right. but also of what we found our lives on, whether we realize it or not. That's good, right. Because it is beautiful. possible. It's possible to listen to music, and it is neither good nor true, but it may be beautiful in mm-hmm. a sense. You know, it might have a, a beat or or, a, or musically it may be beautiful, but it might not be true and good. Oh yeah. You know, and right. that's kind of where we find is mm-hmm. oh it's, it it sounds good and that's the only reason I listen to it. But mm-hmm. no, right. to have a mission to say no, good, true yeah. and beautiful, all mm-hmm. those things functioning together, that's yeah. what makes wholesome music. And Olivia, you said Sicilian music. I was thinking Italy, but uh Oh, I'm sorry. It's a saint. Cecilia. Did I actually say Sicilian music? I thought you. Th- I, I think it might have been on your brain. Cecilia. Okay. Uh, well, I did come from a she Sicilian family <laughs> Christmas party, so right. I'm sorry. The Italians are my brain. Mea culpa. Yeah. 
Cecilia, as in Saint Cecilia. Yes. Got it. The patroness bad. of Musica. She was Italian. I'm just going to put that out there. She's right. not yeah, really my fault. You're not yeah. that far. So so you're welcome. Right. That's all I got to say. Um, oh, gosh. I'm turning into my mother. Uh, oh. Just paying to somebody else for a minute while oh, I have man. my existential crisis. This is great. Oh, um, Might as well be televised, you know? Yeah, yeah you know, There we go. Know. On the radio. But yeah, actually, uh, just to go off on a quick little tangent about what you were saying about mm-hmm. how music may be not may not be good or true but it yeah. may always be beautiful i think there's a lot of truth to that and i actually read something a few years ago that really stuck with me about how even music that's terrible maybe it has satanic overtones mm-hmm. or it's just about filth um, yeah. but because it involves some kind of harmony it yeah. involves notes mm-hmm. that um that make not dissonant sounds, but consonant sounds, um, right. things that are beautiful to the ear. Um, melodies are inherently beautiful because it mm-hmm. uses all of these things when you make a song. Um, and it, it involves some level of poetry, putting yeah. lyrics together, even if they're not beautiful in themselves. All of that works together and it is an, a work of beauty and therefore a work of God. Mm-hmm. So even someone who picks up a guitar or sits down on a piano to, to kind of slap God in the face, mm-hmm. they're really... That's right. Yeah, they, Slapping they are. themselves in the face that's in a right. way. So, yeah, that's uh, true. Anyway, I, just, I like thinking about that when I, I, I listen to something that doesn't quite strike me as like, maybe people shouldn't be listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about, well, they're still encountering beauty in the music, so mm-hmm. that's something. Anyway, but back to things that we can listen to to enrich ourselves and yep. enrich this time of year. Um, number one on this list, you're all going to know who it is. It's Matt Marr. Oh, Matt Marr. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I personally don't listen to a lot of Matt Marr, which I, mm-hmm. I know people find like kind of shocking when I, I tell them that. Mm-hmm. Um, but his stuff is really beautiful, um, and especially because it's not—it's one of those things that's not overtly mm-hmm. um, like Jesus is great, Jesus is wonderful, Hallelujah. You know, like it's—he's—he's mm-hmm. he's subtle. It's and not just necessarily worshipful in the sense right, that it right. mentions the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it does have a beautiful quality to it. Uh, mm-hmm. That he actually—I find that a lot of his his newer music is getting more reflective, uh, kind of like, a, if you will, like a journal entry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and turning that back to the Well, Lord. he's had, a, had a, an interesting story. Like, he, uh, I think he, due to, like, a, um, a surgery, he contracted hepatitis C, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know And that. And he, he shared this a couple of years ago at the March for Life, and, you know, the majority of the time you hear him, and he's just kind of like, hey, my God. But he, two weeks earlier, like, and he had done some, some kind of um, – experimental mm-hmm. um, procedure yeah and and that's why his hair is it's all, great. is all white yeah. Ah, yeah and so he had talked about at the time like two weeks earlier he had gone to the, back to the doctor and the doctor had said there's no hepatitis C mm-hmm. and so that's why he wrote um, I'm alive I'm alive ah, because yeah. you like and his music was just became so much more joyful right mm-hmm. and that's why I think you see he has a beautiful story of just trusting in the Lord and just being like okay you know Let's do this. And you see it become more reflective. It's Which, beautiful. Again, the cross is always beautiful and the cross makes mm-hmm. beautiful music. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Another one of these artists that's on this list, number two on this list, is Audrey Assad. And I know that you've probably heard of her too, but if you haven't or if it's been a long time since so you've listened to her stuff, I would seriously listen suggest. again for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I love her stuff because of her lyrics are very insightful mm-hmm. um, and she's she's a fantastic songwriter but also the quality of her voice yes. it's very unique mm-hmm. but it she has a range and a vocal ability that you can't really find anywhere else yeah. mm-hmm. and and I'm not just limiting her to a, a Christian genre I'm talking about anywhere else yeah she's it's extremely very, talented yeah it's very powerful 
yet effortless. Like, yeah. She can float something up and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And you may listen to her stuff and think, oh, well, that's 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 easy, you yeah. know. And but then you listen to someone else trying to sing one of her songs yeah. and you realize how yeah, technically difficult yeah. it is. She just makes it sound yeah. so easy. Her early stuff is kind of it's kind of pop poppy yeah mm-hmm. her her later stuff is very very unique and very it's, it's all really good but mm-hmm. yeah uh and then her her latest album um remind me which one it was called it was the one about all hymns uh, all inheritance hymns. i think yeah, yeah that yeah. was mm-hmm. it yeah that one was extremely beautiful yeah. um so number three on this list i don't know if she's as well known uh alana marie boudreau uh, and she's the Boudreaux makes me wonder if she's from around these parts, mm. but um, but there's no X on it. And she don't got no X on the, bo- mm, <laughs> the back so of that Boudreaux. She so. can't be one of no. <laughs> uh, but I I think my brother actually knows her. She was a Franciscan graduate, um, oh, okay. and her stuff is is beautiful. She did a video or a song in a video about um, struggling with anxiety, ah. um, and it was it was one of those pieces of music that's kind of art. Um, wants to draw you in to help you understand mm. an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all music is art, but in this specific way, it was it was looking at a, a specific theme um, and helping to draw you into it. Um, so I will completely admit that the rest of the people on this list I am not familiar with, but that's what I that's what I love about this list and what they're trying to do at Cecilia Music is expose people to um, music from all over the world, um, different artists mm-hmm. from all over the world. Uh, I did see Swore Christina, uh, on this list and probably, I think it was a couple of years ago. She was a contestant on The Voice Italy. Oh, okay, uh, the nun, yeah. yeah Swore's sister in, oh, in cool, Italian. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she slayed it yeah. on The Voice Italy. And I think she, didn't she win? I don't remember. I, I want to say yeah. she actually I, won. I know she got all the way to the finals, but I don't know if she won or not. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. But yeah, uh, the video of her audition went around crazy for a while. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I remember seeing her. Um, So yeah, I honestly am not as familiar with the rest of these people on this list. But that's one of the great things about music is that you learn new things all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is Friar Alessandro. Who is another? uh, He's a priest, and and he uh, he sings a good bit as well. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love when I love when there are like religious people who can just throw it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they use their talents like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just chant the collects at mass. That's about all I do. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Yes. And I'll sing the Eucharistic prayer every now and then. Oh. We also appreciate. I probably won't do it on on YouTube though. I'll just do it at mass. It's okay. That counts. Yeah. Actually, that counts more than YouTube. That's yeah. right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but so, we also have some Christmas songs too. Yeah. That uh, that uh, were were brought over on Catholic Link. Thanks to Jeff for turning us on to that, because uh, you know we like lists as well. Yes, we and do. So, um, and so the Vigil Project we talked about a good bit. Yes. In fact, that was your pick of the week a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. the Vigil Project. Um, they're they're mostly local people here from Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, but man, their stuff. Gosh, like I've been listening to it as I drive back and forth from New Orleans to Baton Rouge and from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Um, and it's just good, good stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it's beautiful. It's very, it's different. Um, so you have, let's see, you have four or five contributing artists um, and they, they're just, they're just different. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very well put together, cohesive um, celebration of Advent, of waiting, of Christmas. And I think there's only about seven or eight songs um but it's just enough to just mm. that's right when you when you've had your 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 fair share of of christmas uh you know christmas carols and all the kind of stuff that's on the radio mm-hmm. and a, too much mariah carey you need to turn to the vigil project and it's stuff that you can listen to online and you yeah. know that's one of the things i find i don't know about about you but uh but 
there comes a point where my my uh, capacity for Christmas carols mm-hmm. is is met. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I mean, interestingly enough, for for the Catholic who is adventing properly, yeah. um, I'm not at that point yet because I haven't started singing Christmas carols. I've, I've sung a couple of Advent carols, but I'm not listening to to those Christmas carols, you know. But to see music that is um, that is related to the reflect uh, reflectiveness of the season, you know, yeah. uh, preparation or even about reflections on the manger that isn't a Christmas carol, I find that really compelling. Yeah. Uh, to help me enter into a little like, like little mental journaling, you know, as I'm listening to things, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, admittedly, I do that through the through the alternative and emo crowd. I mean, I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of Reliant K's uh, Christmas album. Um, in fact, uh, I think the name of it is uh, "Let It Snow." Let it rain, dear, or something like that. <laughs> oh, Reliant K. Let me see what you did there. That's precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I also really like, it's not on this particular list because I don't think he's specifically Christian, but Sufjan Stevens. I'll oh, yeah, that's his, a great album. He's yeah. got, and and we say, you know, his album, it's actually, what, like four CDs worth of, it's of a box Christmas set, and right. Advent. Yeah. I mean, it's a honking mm-hmm. thing. So if you actually <laughs> buy the, like, the actual physical CDs, God bless you. It's an investment. Yes. It's true. But it's it's actually, it's really good. It's, it's I think it comes with stickers, too. I may own it. Ooh. Wow. Just, just saying. You may, may, I, may yeah, or may not. I, I may or may not. I do own it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, shatter the illusion there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but those, so those are good if you're looking for something that's a little. I mean, he airs on the side of secular just because of that's that's who he that's is. That's right. Yeah, um, but Shift Jeff Stevens is it's well done. It's you know? incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah, so the Vigil Project is is great for meditation. I think that'd be a good like you know mm-hmm. you light the candles on your Advent wreath, yeah. play a little prepare him room. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, it really puts you in a, a, a worshipful mood too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, John Finch is another one of the artists. Uh, he has some great music, not only Christmas but. Uh, it's a, you know, he's a Catholic artist and mm-hmm. he's written the music, produced it. Uh, let's see, Greg and Lizzie. Yeah. You, yeah. That's yeah. a local uh, group to Louisiana, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, I mean, they, they do travel nationally and perform and, uh, they're just, their harmonies are incredible. Yeah. And, um, they just had a little baby by the way. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, so they're Greg and Lizzie and. There you go. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one. Uh, yeah, and so this list is great from Catholic Link because it's. Uh, I was listening to it before the show, and it's a lot of different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that typical. Like if you think Christian music is just one thing, it's not. Right. Um, and one of the ones I was kind of disappointed. It's all the way down the list because they're they're ranked by votes. It's a yeah. song called Glory by Gungor, oh, and yeah. I've heard of them before. I Gungor think actually Chris... played at Abbey Youth Festival uh-huh. okay. uh, really? uh, okay. a number of years ago, uh-huh. and one of the things that that they that happened while oh, they were yeah, playing yeah. is is they played at uh, Eucharistic Adoration. And of course, mm-hmm. for those of you uh, who join us who may not know about Eucharistic Adoration, of course, we believe that the Eucharist, the consecrated bread and wine, uh, becomes the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And one of the things that we as Catholics do is we place the uh, the consecrated bread, the Eucharist, in a monstrance, which is a big gold thing, right? It's a big gold mm-hmm. uh, kind of ornate thing, usually in the shape of a cross or, mm-hmm. a, or a, um, a, a sunburst, huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and then it is placed on the altar and Gungor that they're not uh, any of them I don't think they're catholic Mm-mm. but they they saw you know 3000 young people who were adoring the, the Christ in the blessed sacrament My. and uh, of course they were playing all these songs and then they something happened mm. <laughs> and they reflected on it quite a bit after that you know they were they blogged about it and things like that but um but they are deeply deeply um uh, Christian group in the sense mm-hmm. that you can tell in the writing of their music 
that they know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and uh, and they welcome him into their music and into their hearts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Gungor, I haven't seen this, but uh, the, apparently they have this, uh, I don't know, I guess this is the single, Oh Christmas. Yeah. And so... Yeah, and it uh, the song "Glory" that I listened to. It's mm-hmm. great. It's you would probably like it, Father. Is that folksy? Um, I was gonna say they've got folksy and alternative folksy. going. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. um, and and I I do am familiar with your your musical taste. You would it's like true. that one. It's true. Um, it's true. She's also, seen my Spotify playlist, so she knows. Known yeah. him for many years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also Reliant K on this list, which I'm sure you'll be happy about. Uh, have you heard of the song "I Celebrate the Day"? Yes, "I Celebrate the Day" is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, we have Josh Garrels' "The Light Came Down" on this list too. I've heard of. I've That's actually heard of Josh Garrels. Um, this this list actually makes me happy because I'm I'm just ecstatic. You're reacquainting that I've heard of, yeah. with some of these folks. Yeah. I'm remembering these names and thinking, oh, I need to go back and listen to that. Uh, Future of Forestry, The Earth Stood Still. Um, so none of these are really what we would call nowadays traditional uh, Christmas carols. You know, right. it's yeah. not like, oh, come all you faithful. So an mm-hmm. Advent carol or like Silent Night or those things, um, mm-hmm. which are incredibly beautiful. But they're, these are they're different. They're different ways yeah. to enter into the same event. Um, because that's really the point of music is to right. is to not just sit in the song and and however emotive it is and just be in that emotion because that that takes us nowhere. That's right. um, so the point of a of a song or a piece of art or uh, anything that we would consider beautiful is to lead you somewhere else. That's, that's the right. beauty yeah. itself. That's right. um, so these yes. things, these songs specifically are leading us to the incarnation, either right. by way of preparation or by way of it's here that's right. let's yeah. celebrate that's right. or let's let's be in awe of what's just happened the creation of art always must lead us to the creator mm. you know. that's it yeah always 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 and uh if you're looking for some really vintage pieces of music <laughs> um well i got to thinking i was like well other than silent night or or like the ones that we sing in church mm-hmm. maybe uh what do we really know about, about the tradition of music in our in our faith, uh, and when there really is such a good tradition of music, like Aquinas wrote hymns, yes. Ambrose. Hildegard von Bingen. Oh yeah, yeah, Hildegard of Bingen. Uh, in fact, that's Roberto's pick in the chat room. He says, "Keep it medieval." Yeah, yeah her there's stuff some really is great. great medieval uh, uh, hymnody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and beautiful. they uh, there's a group of nuns a few years ago that found. I mean, they, we've always had her her um, comp- compositions, but yeah. a group of nuns actually put them to uh, to music to music. Yes. Yeah, and and they performed them on a CD and it's incredible Mm -hmm. like it's you need to go find it right now because it'll change your life Um, especially since they were written by a mystic who had visions of heaven that's (laughs) right yeah you want to know can't go wrong there yeah exactly um but there's also things like palestrina of magnum mysterium yes um that incredible piece to to meditate with um, especially as we come upon the magnum mysterium the Mm -hmm. the great mystery um yeah, there's, there's things by Box, Bach, Thomas Tallis, John Rutter. I mean, all of these are, are, like we said, ways to enter into this mystery. Dr. Brant Petrie says, I like the New Kids on the Blocks version of the O Antiphons. Oh, my God. <laughs> now that, I think I would pay yeah. good Spotify money to listen mm. to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That's uh, awesome. Father Ryan just had the whole album flash through yeah. in his head. Yes. Well, I see it being accompanied by a harpsichord. <laughs> well, of course. While, yes. while they're dancing That's with right. the backwards hats and the yeah, whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it's all working what together. What a vision. Yeah, Nicely I love done. It. I yeah. think I would pay money for Dr. Brant Petrie to sing. Any the of the O antiphons yeah. in the style of New Kids on the yes. Block. Yeah. yeah. Mm. A parody of New Kids on the Block. Well, I think there should be. I mean, he, he works at a seminary. There's got to be a community mm. night coming up next mm-hmm. year. Now you've got your now you've got your plan. There you go. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Thomas Tallis. 
Um, and of course, uh, the Robert Shaw singers usually do a very good, uh, mm. a good way, a good interpretation of Talis's work. Benjamin Britten, I really, really enjoy too. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, lots of good stuff there. Oh my! Well, we could just keep on going, you know, because because music, uh, music is like one big coda for us. We like to listen to it and we like to talk about it. Yeah, that, thank you for that. There you go. Uh, but you know, Jeff, uh, we would be going too far afield if we did not stop for a moment and go to that part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. Oh yeah. And for our CU Pick of the Week, uh, we, we do this thing, if you're, if you're new, if you're joining us with your new podcasting device, where we talk about the things that, uh, that we have been clicking on, the things that we have been consuming, and other things that we think that you might enjoy as well. And so mm -hmm. for that, we're going to go first over to Kathleen. Kathleen, what you got? Well, here we go, because this is the last of our gift-giving ideas for That's 2016. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. And I, I was going to stick with the theme of gifts that give back. Um, and this is this kind of goes off theme, but not really, so stick with me. Okay, we're sticking um, with you. If you know people in your life, maybe your family or people who are religious, who are Catholic, um, and maybe even if they're not, which I'll get to in a minute, Okay. Um, Catholic to the Max is a website that it does pretty phenomenal stuff. They have all kinds of, um, like, if you like, um, I would say more on the... Um, fun side of mm -hmm. religious gifts yeah they yeah. do that the if, slightly spoofy side right if you like um things th that you could give your mom something that's very nice you know like mm -hmm. they do wrapped canvas art is what i was looking at earlier oh that's cool beautiful yeah. stuff it's, it's a huge variety of anything catholic you can search from by like what you want who do you want to be on it? Like, do you want Padre Pio? Do you want Mother Teresa? Do you want Mary? Mm -hmm. um, what is it that you want? Um, and I say this because you can get this for somebody who is religious in your life. Yeah. Um, but also what I've started to do this year, um, and I say this year, I haven't actually done it yet, but um, I am taking a little bit of a risk oh. and giving things that are more of a religious nature to people in my life who are not maybe religious. Ah, uh, I see. Um, like, like very certain things. Um, like somebody I'm going to, I'm going to give, this is not a spoiler, but, um, I'm going to give someone, uh, the way by, uh, Jose Maria Escriva. Oh yes. Because I think that it really fits their spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not really religious, but I'm going to see what it does. So, so this is a great place to get all kinds of Catholic art, apparel, um, any kind of gift you can think of, catholictothemax.com. Take a risk. Mm -hmm. And Take that's the beautiful risk. thing about art, like canvas mm -hmm. prints and things like that, is is if you give somebody something that is inherently beautiful, something painted right. by one of the masters, um, not only are they probably not going to be repulsed by it, but it is going to bore a hole mm -hmm. in their heart. Yeah. You know, one that grace can can uh, yeah. get in through. Yeah. So, so yes. extra points for witnessing over there. That's yeah. correct. Uh, Kathy, you get yeah. the evangelist <laughs> award for And you pray that's you right. pray through the gift. Mm. Right? You give mm -hmm. it to them and that's you cool. pray yeah. um, that that will lead them Very cool. closer to Christ. Uh, yeah, Olivia, I'm chuckling at yours. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, you chuckled at it before the before the show started too. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's the <laughs> go it's ahead and the say. Name. It. Okay, so my pick of the week. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and one of my new favorites. It's called Gravy. 
Uh, and it's produced. Is that red eye or is that brown gravy? There it is. So it's. <laughs> oh, I prefer a sausage get it out myself. Now. Sausage get it out gravy. Now. Red gravy. You know, yeah. Sausage yeah. gravy. Right. White gravy over the biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, they do talk about biscuits because this is produced by the Southern Food Alliance. The Southern yes. Food Alliance. It's a gravy Alliance. pod. Yeah. I'm, gravy I'm, I'm signing up right now. So, I mean, you may look at the name, you may look at the people who are producing it and think, like, oh, that's got to be like something about cooking or something a little like lighthearted. And it is, like, there's lightheartedness to it. But what their their shtick is, they they tell stories about the South, the American South, through the foods we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they end up being these, I mean, we've talked a lot about art in this episode. They end up being these very well-curated 45-minute-long pieces of art because they, they take people's stories and they arrange them in such a way that you really get an idea of how people live. Oh, I like um, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I've listened to a, a few of them, and, and I'm, I have not... <laughs> been able to keep the mist from forming in my eyes through any of the ones that I've oh, listened wow. to because they yeah. really help you to get to know people in a very short amount of time um, but also help you understand the way other people live and all by encountering what they eat mm-hmm. uh, and so in, that may be like a strange idea to us but I, I guarantee you, you go listen to it you'll fall in love with it I'm just looking at the one on uh, on Coca-Cola mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I can't wait to listen to that oh yeah they, they have a whole a- podcast on sauraucraut yeah. Oh, and Father excited? Ryan. I'm totally into it. I so that's Ryan what you're going to listen to on the way home. You're welcome. Oh, there you I've got go. three hours. Yeah, I'll listen to it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's... That's that's gravy. That's gravy. gravy. It's all gravy, really. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff, uh, how about we, we pop over to you for your sure. pick of the week? Sure. Uh, and I got one of these just this week. Uh, it's uh, Blink security cameras. Uh, now, these um, are... are it, basically, you can, you can set it up for 99 bucks. There's no contract, and I'll tell you what the deal is. You get a sync module and a camera. Mm-hmm. Now, the sync module allows you to connect up to 10 cameras oh. using the, uh, the Wi-Fi in your home. And uh, uh, the, the camera is about 75 bucks a piece. So if you wanted to add more, they come with two-year lithium batteries. Uh, they have a built-in light, uh, motion detectors, and stuff like that. Uh, what's really sweet about this is the video is captured on a cloud and you can actually download it. So let's just say you have the camera set and somebody walks into a room Mm -hmm. it'll automatically start recording. You're able to preset the amount of time you want to record and then play it back. Also, there's a a microphone on there, so it captures the audio as well. Uh, And uh, what I think is really neat about it is you can move them anywhere. You can set them up. But because they're all synced up via a a sync module, uh, you monitor all this on your, your iPhone. Oh. And and uh, or um, and back to Android devices as well. Neat. Uh, it is really slick. It took a, a total of five minutes to set this up. It is so easy to do. And then every time you want to add a camera, it's basically you turn it on and it pops up on your uh, your app and you say yeah, add this camera and you can name it. Um, and uh, it's really sweet. A friend of mine uh, who had a um, a condo <laughs> down in Florida. Now he he would rent the condo during the the week, but um, uh, the times that he's not there he had stuff come up missing and oh. and it was a closet that he, they personally had locked to put their stuff in and somebody broke into it and, and of course come to find out it was one of the the cleaning people so he was able to oh, nab their picture and say hey look at here took his phone you know so in other words they could tear the camera up but you still have the video huh. um, the only uh, drawback i say is that you can watch the live streaming but it will not record live it only records oh, in clips you. And uh, it'll reset. There's a lot of, uh, just check it out. It's uh, blinkforhome.com is the website. There it is. Uh, Father Ryan, your pick of the week. 
you must watch Star Wars Rogue <laughs> One. No, I I, I am a, a not a huge fan of of the old Star Wars movies. I'm really not. Uh, I fell in love uh, again when the the newest movie, which is called what New Awaken, New Hope, Force Magic, yes. Force Happiness, <laughs> all of those, whatever <laughs> number seven is. Um, I really enjoyed a lot. I thought it was good. I went and saw Rogue One, and I was shocked because it really did what what Star Wars is supposed to do, which is not be what George Lucas thinks it is. It's supposed to be something interesting. It's supposed to create a universe, and it's supposed to make you care about the characters. There was a bunch of people I'd never seen before, and I really yeah. cared about the characters. It was fascinating. So go see Rogue One. It's good. I like that about uh, about what they're doing with Rogue One, whereas yeah. The Force Awakens is a, a continuation of the storyline. Right. Rogue One is simply a tale within the universe. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that I like when you have a universe that has been compellingly created, mm -hmm. and you're telling a story in it. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I haven't seen the, the new Harry Potter film yet, the the pre pre prequel, uh -huh. uh, but it has the same kind of feel, right? It's uh, it's kind of telling a story in the universe that's somehow related, but not exactly that story. Very very cool. Uh, my pick of the week. In fact, I got to go find it over here. Uh, my my pick of the week uh, for you. Oh my goodness. I'm just trying to get it. Okay, here we go. I had to I had to pull it up on the internet here. Uh, is from the museum, Today's Front Pages. Today's Front Pages. Uh, and so if you want to see what's happening on the front page of, let's just see uh, Florence, Alabama, USA, you can pull it up and it will show you uh, what is on the newspaper front page for that morning. Of course, it's football related. Um, very good. So yeah, we are always thankful for those who uh, who are helpful to us and that's my pick of the week and jeff uh, i didn't mean to rush you, you that's okay a little it's okay it's all right russia get it get, never mind <laughs> he's uh, a yeah. great joke i hear <laughs> oh, the music it gets very very you've unleashed the kraken this week catholic underground is possible because of people just like you join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate and also portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. That's audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. And also by Mystic Monk Coffee. More information at catholicunderground.tv. That is right. Uh, I haven't uh, purchased my royal rum pecan yet uh, from the Mystic Monks, but I'm, I'm, I'm moving that direction. If you want the show notes that accompany this episode, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, or if you want to do any of those other things and find out what we're doing, go to catholicunderground.com. Com. That's the way to do it. That's the place to do it. Uh, our panelists this week uh, have been Kathleen Lee. She's the Faith Ninja and Samurai of Hope oh. at Kathleen YABR. We're going to keep that, by the way. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> like Olivia Galino is at OM Galino on the Twitter. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell. He's at jeffblackwell.us and at jeffblackwellis on Twitter. Yeah. Our research assistant and the leader of the crew in the lab is producer Jim Hayes. Uh, our video director is Ed Ball, and of course, uh, joining us, Father Ryan Humphreys. He's he's over there as well. You know me. I am Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. We hope we hope that we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice. The Christmas episode is coming up next week. We hope you enjoy it. If you want to see what Kathleen uh, cooked for Christmas dinner, mm. yeah, I bet you're excited. We are the Catholic Underground. We are Faith Gone Digital, and we will see you next time.